Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Mmm, Trends, So Good. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Trends. Mmm, yes, yes, yes. Mmm, <laughs> balloons. <sighs> Hello, uh, I'm Jack. <laughs> that is Super Producer <laughs> Becca Ramos. And for people in. who haven't seen that video, they're going to be confused, I guess, a little bit. But We're going to talk about it. So As, as were we all. <laughs> um, should we just kick off with that? Because I guess so. We started there. We should. <laughs> yeah. This was on my list of like, oh, we forgot to talk about that this week over the weekend. And then I lost that list. Uh, <laughs> and then we forgot to talk about it again this week. But it's this video of a person on TikTok, a woman who has a cowboy hat and a mustache uh, in like for a moment, like a graphic over and then... Uh, the the main chunk that I think people chose to like, I think it went viral on Twitter, was her saying, mm, "Ice cream, so good, yes, 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 yes." Um, and it just her name and, is Pinky Doll, by the way. Uh, her name, yes, I should <laughs> I do not erase Pinky Doll. So Pinky Doll <laughs> is somebody who's part of a TikTok trend that uh, Becca, as our resident TikTok expert, I am asking you to explain to me. And you, I asked you and you just put your head in your hands and began <laughs> weeping. Um, so That is truly how it's felt going down this rabbit hole. I actively tried to avoid it on TikTok because I kept seeing it pop up and I was like, what is this? And then I saw more people making fun of it. And I was like, I simply, is it above my head? I don't understand. And then I, and then I, the thing that made me bring it up was I got a served a TikTok saying, 
oh, this is actually fetish stuff. And I was like, of course it is. But obviously no claims have been, you know, confirmed or denied what this is. It is basically people, TikTokers, pretending to be NPCs, which are non-playing characters, right? AI In a video NPCs. game, like the background characters who just respond to stimulus and do the same thing over and over again. Yes, which there have been other trends on TikTok uh, of like NPC vibe, but they've been more in the vein of showing outfits, like choose your character. And then it's like, right. So, and then people like change all these different outfits to be different characters, that type of thing. But this has been kind of a weird thing because it's specifically for TikTok live because on TikTok live, people can send different emoticons and those emoticons are equating to a certain amount of actual dollar coins attached to it to pay the creators to react to it. So she, when she's saying ice cream, so good. I'm like, ice cream, so good. Yes, yes, yes. That is a (laughs) gift that is being sent to her. That is also a gift. Yes. There is a monetary value that uh, she is receiving in connection with that. And the point of the people sending this is just to see See a human being devoid of all humanity, (laughs) just having free will taken away from them by technology, which I feel like at a deep, like at a deep psychological level is kind of how everyone feels a little bit. So that's probably where part of the fascination is coming from. Uh, And then yes, probably people are also masturbating. People are definitely masturbating to this. That was the vibe I got from uh, specifically the TikToker uh, Ming Alabe, M-I-N-G-A-L-A-B-A-E. They were explaining how when these TikTokers, specifically like Pinky Doll, will receive these emoticons, you know, and the way they react to them is kind of like them orgasming. That's like kind of the fetish to it. And right. the people who this are is sending the Freudian the things, reading of the text. Yes. Yeah. And, of course. And so the people sending it are, you know, getting off on seeing the TikToker react. Whereas the issue being this is a child's app. Why would you, you know, bring this child's, you know, this adult is TikTok play considered to a more child's, a child's app? app than in other? theory, it is okay. a child's app. Yeah. So, you know, but that's you could say that about all the lives on TikTok. We've talked about how weird TikTok lives are in general, and they all make their money this way. Like this is just one specific weird way to make money. Yeah. But they all make this money from receiving these emoticons. And a lot of people go live, like regular ass content creators go live so that they can earn money from their audience by them sending them emoticons. Cause the whole goal of the live stream in that sense is that you're getting a live reaction from your favorite creator. That's like, Oh my God, thanks Jess for sending me that, you know, ice cream. I'm like so grateful for you when it's not being this creepy, weird AI NPC thing. Uh, That is just how live works. This is just a different way to be earning money. It is a little black Mary that, you know, pinky doll won't break character. And she's like on live 24 seven. She's literally on live right now. As we were like looking up shit for this article yeah, it is weird, and you are one of her biggest donors. We should make that. And you clear. know, you I'm are shelling my money her. out to Pinky Doll. Actually, I'm like losing my apartment for this. Um, <laughs> I'm so, hemorrhaging money yikes. to Pinky Doll uh, <laughs> over these gifts. Yeah, it does feel like something that would be too weird for Black Mirror. Like I, yeah. I feel like we've <laughs> gone from the thing where people being like, "Gosh, man, reality!" Like starting to feel like Black Mirror episode up in here, and now we're just like. 
This is like if you if this was in the trailer for Black Mirror, people would just be like, "Well, I don't even know what to do with that." Yeah, like usually, like, uh... yeah. <laughs> like the, there's that one episode of Black Mirror where people like rate each other on mm-hmm. like how good you are, and it's just like that almost feels like quaint now. Like that yeah. you that everybody would have like an, a reward system that yeah. when you interact with them, you have to like give them five stars. Like, that was fun. Eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah. It was like, OK, that was your reaction to the introduction of like the like gig app culture. But like that's that just seems like we've digested that and moved on. Yeah. This, this is not me saying like Black Mirror, you're so lame. This is me saying like our culture is so uh, ravenous and fucked up that it yeah, just, we've like, already moves, moved past this. This yeah, is we normal. Just move now. through new surreal <laughs> terrain, like at a startling pace that I feel like it <laughs> almost makes the job of someone making a black mirror show like hard too, too hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, I, it's one of those weird things that is not a song is not an earworm, but has been stuck in my head as though it were a song. And I've been saying it around the house and my (laughs) kids think it's funny. And so I'll keep saying it (laughs) until they stop giving me little gifts of their laughter. (laughs) All right. Uh, Oppenheimer. It is Boppenheimer day is upon us. Upon us. I got, yeah, I guess at midnight tonight, tonight they both drop. Uh, well, Okay. I am seeing it tonight before midnight because right, the preview in New York, showings, yeah, they are showing it early. But I, yeah. I kind of was thinking about this before we got on mic. Do you remember the days when movies would actually drop at midnight at the theater? Like they wouldn't yeah. be showing them at like seven or four p.m. or nine yeah. the day before. It was like you had to either go to the midnight showing or see it on the day of. And yeah. I, I kind of miss that. I mean, yeah, I'm grateful as fun. like an older person to not be going to the midnight showing, but. I, I miss the fun of like a midnight premiere. Yeah. You got all your friends and you go and you sit. And I like, choose to still believe in that reality and say, <laughs> oh yeah, these are just Thursday previews. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so the reviews are in, they they've lifted the review embargo on Metacritic uh, and the reviews for Oppenheimer and Barbie are in and they are, Dun dun dun! Both are really good. They're pretty good. <laughs> like it's, yeah, they're just like Oppenheimer's in the '90s, which is crazy high. Like that's it's definitely uh, better than I thought it was going to be. Like the reviews for Oppenheimer, because like I guess maybe it's just not my like it's not my category of movie that I would like love to go see. Like yeah, I love Christopher Nolan. There's definitely movies of his that I love, but war movies are definitely have always been like a negatory for me. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever. Uh, so, and I felt like the press for Barbie was so overshadowing Oppenheimer that people were like, nah, like Oppenheimer's going to be okay, but they're doing better than Barbie. Yeah. What's your favorite? Like what, what's we, we've done this with Wes Anderson, you and I, Mm -hmm. but what's your like, uh, Nolan, like top two inception. Okay. Yeah. I wrote a whole like essay on it in college. You wrote a whole essay on it? Yeah, a 10-page essay on Inception in college. I don't think when I saw it, Inception was my favorite Nolan movie. It's definitely the one that I think about the most often and yeah. like is just burnt into the back of my brain. 
Of like, course. Yeah. Which I think is like the mark of a successful movie. Like it's just <laughs> cut, like riddled with plot holes, which again, I think Christopher Nolan does plot holes as a flex because he's like, I'm yes. so good at movie like, magic. You won't notice this. I am literally. David Blaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do anyways. think it was just such a phenomenon when it came out though. Like the, the concept of the movie, I felt like was one of those, oh, this is an original movie again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... And I mean, I, I will say Dunkirk was also like in the 90s when it first came out. And I, I saw that and I was like, that is a successful war film, you know, <laughs> but did I enjoy it the way that I enjoyed like some of his other sillier movies? No, yeah, not, not so much. Uh, but so, so I, like my, my sense is I'm going to appreciate Oppenheimer, but it's not yeah. going to be like the the film that is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, and then the Barbie reviews are in and they are in the eighties, uh, 81, I believe on Metacritic, which I've got my juicy couture sweatsuit on right now. Yes. And I'm very excited to go bright pink, <laughs> juicy couture ready for the premiere. So that, so you're going tonight. I'm going tonight because I couldn't wait. I personally was like, I have to see it before everybody else. So well, <laughs> I was like, they're available on Thursday. I'm gonna go on Thursday. Yeah. Um, the reviews, I think, I think some people say it is a, li a little darker than anticipated. Um, that was, that was my prediction. So I might Honestly, just that be makes seeking me out excited. the ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but you know, the, the pre purchases of Barbie tickets are like the highest. I think we talked about earlier in the week. The I highest. I mean, my theater sold out. What a, I like Avatar 2. I'm going to be getting there early because I chose to go to a theater that doesn't have assigned seating because I was like, oh, let me see how many of my friends I can get to go. So we don't have to like sit next to each, like worry about booking seats next to each other. And I only got four friends to go and my boyfriend, um, but because he felt very left out. He was shocked that I actually bought the tickets without him, but he didn't seem interested. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's sold out. So yeah. We got to get there early and make sure we get good seats. The raves for Barbie seem particularly impressed with uh, the Ken <laughs> character. So I'm excited about that too. <laughs> Gosling, going full Gosling. Um, yeah, but both of the lead performances are supposedly amazing. Margot Robbie continuing to be, you know, just an incredible actor. Um, yes. All right. So. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about a uh, internet conspiracy theory about <laughs> Oppenheimer that wow. is um, probably not true, but has like a, a nugget in it that kind of blew my mind. So we'll be right back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. And so so there was this theory back in the day when the, the film Frozen came out. Um, the Disney made frozen purely to like as an SEO trap to divert search traffic from the internet theory that Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head was preserved somewhere in Disneyland. That is so crazy. That is a crazy theory. Yeah. That like when you Google Disney and frozen, the movie comes up instead of conspiracy theories is the theory. (laughs) Definitely not true. But a fun, but fun Reddit post, a very fun Reddit post. Um, so people are saying the same thing about Oppenheimer and Christopher Nolan in a, in a way that makes even less sense than that. But it does have like a really weird backstory. So uh, there's this viral tweet from Mr. Chow, Sriracha Chow on Twitter saying, learning that Christopher Nolan's fugitive hitman brother's codename is Oppenheimer is actually what turned me around on him entirely as an artist immediately made me want to revisit everything. So, and then people are like, so (laughs) that's, that's why he made it. And I don't think that's why he made it, but it is true that he has an older brother who was implicated in a murder in Costa Rica that people think would like is like a hitman style murder. So there's Christopher Nolan. 
there's his brother Jonah Nolan or Jonathan Nolan, the Westworld guy who like co-wrote a couple of his biggest movies, um, Memento with him. They have an older brother named uh, Matthew Nolan. Uh, who's just you know he works as a property developer in Chicago. Uh, but in 2005, uh, he was accused or he was accused of the 2005 murder of an accountant in Costa Rica um, who had stolen a bunch of cash from a drug trafficker. And like the, the drug trafficker allegedly like brought Nolan in to recover the lost money, all of which Nolan denies. But like he allegedly tricked the accountant into like coming into contact him by calling himself Matthew McCall Oppenheimer, uh, not because (laughs) of the atomic scientist, but because he wanted people to think he was part of the Oppenheimer diamond family. And so he was eventually arrested in 2009 after the FBI tracked him down um, because he slipped up and attended his own bankruptcy hearing. And the Costa Rica, the Costa Rican government wanted him extradited uh, he was put in prison in Chicago until the judge ultimately ruled that there was no sufficient evidence that he was the killer and he was allowed to stay in the U.S. But the arresting FBI agent claimed uh, the extradition request was not up to the legal standards required and pointed out that Nolan had some tal- somehow secured a high-priced attorney despite somehow. supposedly being bankrupt. Yeah, his his two brothers are award-winning win- writers. Yeah. I, I- yeah. A little lost here, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like he seems so. What one of the guys who like tracked him down and like brought about his arrest is like he is the most arrogant, evil person you've ever met. Like he sounds like a movie villain. Um, when he was released from his Chicago jail, like guards discovered a 31 foot long rope made up of bed sheets <laughs> and a harness, razor, and clip designed to unlock handcuffs in his cell. Um, and they were like, it was actually the best damn rope I've ever seen made of bed sheets. I'm like, it's just so, I don't know. And also, so this is around the time that Christopher Nolan made inception with, in which like the main character is a, like is avoiding extradition for a murder. He was falsely accused of. Damn. This should have been in my essay. Right. (laughs) But it's such a wild like, I don't know. I mean, so so the SEO thing doesn't make sense, right? Because this obviously is flirting with, like, getting everybody to Google this story and yeah. find out this story. Like, I, this wasn't, I th- this wasn't a, an existing urban legend that everybody was talking about on the internet that he was yeah. trying to cover up. And, like, this is a thing where now I know about this because he chose to make the Oppenheimer movie. But it does feel like, I don't know, he's, like, taking cues from... Like, at least there has to be this, like, massive fascination with his yeah. brother who's, like, an I mean, his alleged living hitman. quite the life. Yeah. So, right. wouldn't shock me. But what a, just a, what a wild story. It, do, <laughs> it does make you, like, kind of take a step back and just be like, do I need to, like, rethink? Because he just seems like kind of a <laughs> stuffy, like, British guy who's, like, yeah. you know you better clear the schedule when I release my movies because they're the best movies now it's like, well, there, there's this darkness, darkness. this pathos <laughs> under, under the surface. So I don't know. Nothing was ever proven. Um, but just in terms of like an influence on Christopher Nolan's films, like, you know, his breakout movie was Memento written by him and his little brother. 
And it's about a guy who essentially gets exploited and tricked into becoming an assassin. Um, <sighs> and it's all know, coming together. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I would I'm believe saying. the Christopher Nolan conspiracy theories over the frozen via frozen cryogenically Disney theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Absolutely. sure. Because especially with frozen, the movie, those movies take so long to animate and they're like in pop. I would believe other conspiracy theories about the movie frozen, like the lesbian one and like all those other things over the cryogenically frozen. <laughs> Because I just I, don't think there's a lot of stake in that game for them to worry yeah. about if Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen or not. Yeah. Which I maybe he is, but... There is there is something to... Like, the, the way decisions ultimately... Wh- the way we find out decisions are made over the course of American history, like, a lot of times it does end up being, like, some a uh, thin skinned rich person being like, you got to find a way to get this rumor out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so... Like, it's not crazy to me that, like, that was on a, you know, on a whiteboard somewhere in yeah. the Disney offices. Like, I, but I, I don't believe it. I'm just like, it's, it's not the most far fetched thing. The Nolan thing doesn't make sense as a motivation to make this movie. No. It does make sense to me as, like, if he is, you know, this brother is just this, like, shadow figure in his life who is, like, you know, re- really fascinated, like, darkly fascinating. And he like kind of takes his takes a lot creative of interests and cues yeah. from that. Like that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, that makes so much more sense. I do yeah. think, I mean, granted, I don't know what Oppenheimer's about. <laughs> I know it's a war movie. Is that yeah. awful for me to say I don't know what it's about? I'm like, no. I just assume I look at the aesthetic and I was like, World War II, and then I just like moved on. Yeah. I just didn't. It's about the past. invention of the atomic bomb. Oh, okay. the guy who there you go. It. I was and like, then, there's an atomic bomb. Yeah. It's World War II. That's all I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then he's like, oopsies. And then the government's like, well, you shouldn't have said oopsies. And now you're <laughs> And now enemy. we have atomic bombs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, just kind of following up on some of the stuff we were talking about earlier this week, Google News uh, is testing a product that uses artificial intelligence technology to produce news stories, uh, pitching it to news organizations, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal's owner, News Corp., um, this is so scary to me, <laughs> it, but it's already happening. Like I it's, know it's just it's like just, a new product. Like will the, they go on strike? The writers over there are they yeah. part of the WGA? They're no. not, right? Yeah, yeah I they're was not. Like, they have like, their own writers. Yeah, hopefully union. The internet is just going to become increasingly unusable as a source of any yeah. sort of research. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, the New York Times or the Washington Post. Uh, and the Wall Street Journal uh, are, you know, willing to push back on this. But when Jesus. do you think the popular culture bubble of the fun office culture at Google will burst for how evil they are? Has it I burst? Oh, yeah. The, the, I don't think anyone thinks of Google as like a fun place to definitely like a nice place to work because of like the chefs and um, yeah. the benefits. I guess because I know a lot of people that work at Google and I feel like they're like, oh yeah, it's whatever. I work at Google. Yeah, but I'm like, we're good. <laughs> coming from, I guess here where we actually talk about like news and pop culture. I'm like, oh, y'all work for like evil, like Dr. Evil, evil. Like yeah. obviously, but they're like, but it's not Facebook. And I'm like, I don't know. Right now Google's pitching AI to news companies to get writers out of jobs. Yeah, I I could see like the way this is probably being pitched is look, 
so many lesser news uh, outlets are already doing this. They're doing yeah. it worse. This is an improvement on that. Yeah. And then you like get somebody to come in and fact check it and you don't need the reporting. You're just, we're just yeah. like skimming the internet to like create proprietary store, proprietary stories yeah. that are, you know, unique to the New York times. Cause we've fed them. We've fed the algorithm, every one of your stories. So they kind of know your voice. And this will just be like a cleaned up version of what, you know, the Times of India is already doing, or, you know, like so, some of those like websites that have the, uh, it's no big secret, what, why nobody wants to work with Van Bot anymore yeah. um, type things, you know? So we'll see, but it's not looking good for the ability to do research on the internet. No. I would say. Yeah. Um, all right. Those are some of the things that are trending on this Thursday, July 20th. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, today, Super Producer Becca Ramos. Um, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me and follow me at Bex, B-E-C-C-S Ramos on all platforms and at the movies tonight watching yeah, Barbie. Yeah. There we go. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. That is going to do it for us this afternoon. We're back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 